Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Saturday morning, July 22nd episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org, christianpodcastcommunity.org. Sorry about the noise, trying to move my microphone there. Uh, A lot of great listening over there, Uh, over 60 well-curated podcasts. A wide variety of topics, so definitely worth your while. I want to continue to point you at the final link in our show notes. It is for the Vail Valley Baptist Church Give, Send, Go campaign. We are striving to rapidly pay off our mortgage so that we can commence establishment of a Christian classic education-based school so we can provide a trustworthy alternative here within our community. So go ahead and click on the link. There's a very solid description in there that Pastor Jay put up there. It'll really, really give you a lot more data than I just did, a lot more information for you to base your decisions on. And then we would ask three things of you. We'd ask you to pray for us. We'd ask you to prayerfully consider giving to us. And we'd ask you to pass the link along so that others can do the same. I also want to remind you that this Sunday, July 23rd, so tomorrow evening at 6 p.m., we will be we are one of the early showing locations for um, the Grace Community Church movie, The Essential Church. Um, it doesn't hit theaters till the 28th. And don't get me wrong, I'm probably going to go see it in the theaters as well um, because I want to support it. But um, so here at Vail Valley Baptist Church here in Vail, Arizona, we are going to be showing it on the 23rd. Uh, we, we do have a limited number of seats, but we do have 300 seats. So we would love to fill all of those up. So if you are in the area, please come and join us. Uh, we do have a way for you to reserve seats just so we know how many people are coming. Uh, go to our website at vvb.church. Uh, on the on the front page, you may have to scroll a little bit. Uh, you'll find um, a flyer. Click on that. It'll take you to the page to reserve your seats. Again, they don't cost anything, but we, we, we need to keep kind of track of how many are coming so we know how to prepare. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. And I'm sorry I didn't get this recorded last night. We had a, a very quick but very severe monsoon storm last night. And uh, so it was a little bit crazy, and so I, I really didn't get a chance to get this recorded in, and so have it out first thing this morning. But let's go ahead and jump in and get our reading done this today. So we're going to open up with the seventh-day morning prayer. It's called God's Good Pleasure. Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, thy will is supreme in heaven and earth, and all beings are creatures of thy power. Thou art the father of our spirits. Thy inspiration gives us understanding. Thy providence governs our lives. But, O oh God, we are sinners in thy sight. Thou hast judged us so, and if we deny it, we make thee a liar. Yet in Christ thou art reconciled to thy rebellious subjects. Give us the ear of faith to hear him, the eye of faith to see him, the hand of faith to receive him, the appetite of faith to feed upon him, that we might find in him light, riches, honor, eternal life. Thou art the inviting one, may we hearken to thee. The Almighty Instructor teach us to live to thee. 
the light dweller, inaccessible to man and angels, hiding thyself behind the elements of creation, but known to us in Jesus. Possess our minds with the grandeur of thy perfections. Thy love to us in Jesus is firm and changeless. Nothing can separate us from it, and in the enjoyment of it nothing can make us miserable. Preserve us from hypocrisy and formality in religion. Enable us to remember what thou art and what we are, to recall thy holiness and our unworthiness. Help us to approach thee clothed with humility, for vanity, forwardness, insensibility, disorderly affection, backwardness to duty, proneness to evil are in our hearts. Let us never forget thy patience, wisdom, power, faithfulness, care, and never cease to respond to thy invitations. Amen. All right. Now the morning devotion for July 22nd from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. The text for it is from Jeremiah 3.14. I am married unto you. Christ Jesus is joined unto his people in marriage union. In marriage union, sorry. In love he espoused his church as a chaste virgin long before she fell under the yoke of bondage. Full of burning affection, he toiled like Jacob for Rachel until the whole of her purchase money had been paid, and now, having sought her by his spirit and brought her to know and love him, he awaits the glorious hour when their mutual bliss shall be cons consummated at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Not yet hath the glorious bridegroom presented his betrothed, perfected and complete, before the majesty of heaven. Not yet, excuse me, not yet hath she actually entered upon the enjoyment enjoyment of her dignities as his wife and queen. She is as yet a wanderer in a world of woe, a dweller in the tents of Kedar. But she is even now the bride, the spouse of Jesus, dear to his heart, precious in his sight, written on his hands and united with his person. On earth he exercises towards her all the affectionate offices of husband. He makes rich provisions for her, for her want, pays all her debts, allows her to assume his name, and to share in all his wealth, nor will he ever act otherwise to her. The word divorce he will never mention, for he hateth putting away. Death must sever the conjugal tie between the most loving mortals, but it cannot divide the links of this immortal marriage. In heaven they, may mar they marry not, but are as the angels of God. Yet there is this one marvelous exception to the rule, for in heaven, <coughs> excuse me, Christ and his church shall celebrate their joyous nuptials. This affinity, as it is more lasting, so is it more near than earthly wedlock. Let the love of husband be never so pure and fervent. It is but a faint picture of the flame which burns in the heart of Jesus. Passing all human union is that mystical cleaving unto the church, for which Christ left his father and became one flesh with her. All right, well, we're going to get into our reading today. Uh, we're going to be reading Second Chronicles six twelve through Second Chronicles eight ten, uh, Romans seven fourteen through Romans eight eight, uh, Psalm eighteen one through fifteen, and Proverbs nineteen verse twenty four and twenty five. And let me get a drink of coffee here real quick. All right, so here we go. Second Chronicles six verse twelve. Hear the word of the Lord. Then he stood before the altar of Yahweh, before all the assembly of Israel, and spread out his hands. Now Solomon had made a bronze platform, five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high, and had put it in the midst of the court, and he stood on it, knelt on his knees in the presence of all the assembly of Israel, and spread out his hands towards the heaven. And he said, O Yahweh, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth, keeping covenant and loving kindness to your slaves who walk before you with all their heart. 
who have kept with your servant David, my father, that which you have promised him. Indeed, you have promised with your mouth and have fulfilled it by your hand, as it is this day. So now, O Yahweh, the God of Israel, keep with your servant David, my father, that which you have promised him, saying, You shall not have a man cut off from before me who is to sit on the throne of Israel, if only your sons keep their way to walk in my law as you have walked before me. So now, O Yahweh, the God of Israel, let your word truly endure which you have spoken to your servant David. But will God truly dwell with mankind on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you, how much less this house which I have built. Yet have regard to the prayer of your slave and to his supplication. O Yahweh my God, to listen to the cry and to the prayer which your slave prays before you, that your eyes may be opened toward this house day and night, toward the place of which you have said that you would place your name there, to listen to the prayer which your slave shall pray toward this place. And listen to the supplications of your slave and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Listen from your dwelling place, from heaven, listen and forgive. If a man sins against his neighbor and is made to take an oath, and he comes and takes an oath before your altar in this house, then listen from heaven and act and judge your slaves, punishing the wicked by bringing this way on his own head, and justifying the righteous by bringing him reward according to his righteousness. And if your people Israel are defeated before an enemy because they have sinned against you, and they return to you and confess your name and pray and pray and make supplication before you in this house, then listen from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel, and bring them back to the land which you have given to them and to their fathers. When the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against you, and they pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sin when you afflict them, then listen in heaven and forgive the sin of your slaves and of your people Israel. Indeed, teach them the good way in which they should walk, and give rain on your land, which you have given to your people for an inheritance. If there is famine in the land, if there is pestilence, if there is scorching wind, wind or mildew, if there is locust or grasshopper, if their enemies besiege them in the land of their cities, whatever plague or whatever sickness there is, whatever prayer or supplication is made by any man or by all your people Israel, who know his own affliction and his own pain, and spread his hands towards this house, then listen from heaven your dwelling place, and forgive, and give to each according to all his ways, whose heart you know, for you alone know the hearts of the sons of men, that they may fear you, to walk in your ways all the days they live upon the face of the land, which you have given to our fathers. Also concerning the foreigner, who is not of your people Israel, if he comes from a far country for your great name's sake, and your strong hand, and your outstretched arm, so if they come and pray towards this house, then listen from heaven, from your dwelling place, and do according to all for which the foreigner calls to you, in order that all the all of the people I'm sorry, that all the peoples of the earth may know your name even to fear you, as do your people Israel, and to know that your name is called upon this house which I have built. When your people go out to battle against their enemies, by whatever way you shall send them, and they pray to you towards this city which you have chosen, and the house which I have built for your name, then listen from heaven to their prayer and their supplication, and do justice. When they sin against you, for there is no man who does not sin, and you are angry with them, and give them over to an enemy, so that they take them away captive to a land far off or near, and if they cause these things to return to their heart in the land where they have been taken captive, and return and make supplication to you in the land of their captivity, saying, 
We have sinned, we have committed iniquity, and have acted wickedly. And if they return to you with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, where they have been taken captive, and pray toward their land which you have given to their fathers, and the city which you have chosen, and toward the house which I have built for your name, then listen from heaven, from your dwelling place, to their prayer and supplications, and do justice for them, and forgive your people who have sinned against you. Now, O oh my God, I pray, let your eyes be open, and your ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. So now arise, O Yahweh God, to your resting place, you and the ark of your strength. Let your priests, O Yahweh God, be clothed with salvation, and let your holy ones be glad in what is good. O Yahweh God, do not turn away the face of your anointed. Remember your loving kindness to your servant David. Second Chronicles 7 Now when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices, and the glory of Yahweh filled the house. And the priests could not enter into the house of Yahweh, because the glory of Yahweh filled the house of Yahweh. And all the sons of Israel, seeing the fire come down, and the glory of Yahweh upon the house, bowed down on the pavement with their faces to the ground, and they worshipped and gave praise to Yahweh, saying, For he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. Now the king and all the people were offering sacrifices before Yahweh. And King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. And the priests stood at their posts, and the Levites also with the instruments of music to Yahweh, which King David had made for giving thanks to Yahweh, for his loving kindness endures forever. Whenever he gave praise by their hand, while the priests on the other side blew trumpets, and all Israel was standing. Then Solomon set apart as holy the middle of the court that was before the house of Yahweh, because there he offered the burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings. For the bronze altar which Solomon had made was not able to hold the burnt offering and the grain offering and the fat. So Solomon celebrated the feast at that time for seven days, and all Israel with him, a very great assembly from Lebo Hamath to the brook of Egypt. And on the eighth day they celebrated a solemn assembly for the dedication of the altar. They celebrated seven days and the feast seven days. And on the twenty-third day, of the seventh month he sent the people to their tents with gladness and goodness of heart because of the goodness that Yahweh had shown to David and to Solomon and to Israel his people. Thus Solomon completed the house of Yahweh and the king's house, and all that had come into Solomon's heart to do in the house of Yahweh, and in his house he did successfully. Then Yahweh appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. If I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or if I command the grasshopper to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, and my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will listen from heaven. I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. So now I have chosen and set this house apart as holy, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. As for you, if you will walk before me as your father David walked, even to do according to all that I have commanded you, and will keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish your royal throne as I cut a covenant with your father, as I cut a covenant with your father David, saying, You shall not have a man cut off as ruler in Israel. But if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them, 
then I will uproot you from my land which I have given you, and this house which I have set apart as holy for my name I will cast out of my presence, and I will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. As for this house which was exalted, everyone who passed by it will feel desolate and say, Why has Yahweh done thus to this land and to this house? And they will say, Because they forsook Yahweh, the God of their fathers, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, and took hold of other gods, and worshipped them, and served them. Therefore he has brought all this calamity on them. Second Chronicles 8, we're going to read to verse 10. Now it happened at the end of the twenty years in which Solomon had built the house of Yahweh and his own house, that he built the cities which Huram had given to him, and settled the sons of Israel there. Then Solomon went to Hamath Zobah and overpowered it, and he built Tadmor in the wilderness and all the storage cities which he had built in Hamath. He also built Upper Beth Horon and Lower Beth Horon, fortified cities with walls, gates, and bars, and Baalath and all the storage cities which Solomon had, and all the cities for his chariots, and the cities for his horsemen, and all that Solomon desired to build in Jerusalem, in Lebanon, and in all the land under his rule. As for all the peoples who were left of the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, who were not of Israel, namely from their sons who were left after them in the land whom the sons of Israel had not consumed, from them Solomon raised up forced laborers to this day. But Solomon did not make slaves for his work from the sons of Israel, for they were men of war, his chief captains and his chariot commanders and his horsemen. These were the chief deputies of King Solomon, 250 who ruled over the people. All right, Romans 7, starting in verse 14. <coughs> Excuse me, let me get some coffee. Okay, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am fleshly, having been sold into bondage under sin. For what I am working out, I do not understand, for I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now no longer am I the one working it out, but sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the working out of the good is not. For the good that I want I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. But if I am doing the very thing I do not want, I am no longer the one working it out, but sin which dwells in me. I find then the principle that in me that in me evil is present, in me who wants to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man, but I see a different law in my members, waging war against the law of my mind, and making me a captive to the law of sin which is in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, on the one hand, I am myself with my mind, I'm sorry, on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other with my flesh, the law of sin. Romans 8, we're going to read through verse 8. Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and as an offering for sin, he condemns sin in the flesh, so that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, 
but those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace, because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh are not able to please God. <clears throat> Psalm 18, we're doing verses 1-15. through 15. For the choir director of the servant of Yahweh, of David, who spoke to Yahweh the words of this song in the day that Yahweh delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, I love you, O Yahweh, my strength. Yahweh is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon Yahweh, who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompassed me, and the torrents of vileness terrified me. The cords of Sheol surrounded me, the snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon Yahweh, and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry for help before him came into his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains were trembling, and were shaken because he was angry. Smoke went up out of his nostrils, and fire from his mouth devoured Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens and came down, with thick darkness under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and flew, and he sped upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his hiding place, his canopy around him, darkness of waters, thick clouds of the skies. From the brightness before him passed his thick clouds, hailstones and coals of fire. Yahweh also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High gave forth his voice. Hailstones and coals of fire. He set out his arrows and scattered them, and lightning flashes in abundance, and threw them into confusion. Then the channels of water appeared, and the foundations of the world were laid bare. At your rebuke, O Yahweh, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. And finally, Proverbs 19, verses 24 and 25. <clears throat> the sluggard buries his hand in the dish, but will not even bring it back to his mouth. Strike a scoffer, and the simple may become prudent. But reprove one who has understanding, and he will understand knowledge. All right, well, that is our reading for the day. Uh, let's go ahead and do the evening devotion. Uh, the evening devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for July 22nd. The text is from John 19.5. Behold the man. If there be one place where our Lord Jesus most fully becomes the joy and comfort of his people, it is where he plunged deepest into the depths of woe. Come hither, gracious souls, and behold the man in the garden of Gethsemane. Behold his heart so brimming with love that he cannot hold it in, so full of sorrow that it must find a vent. Behold the bloody sweat as it distills from every pore of his body and falls upon the ground. Behold the man as they drive the nails into his hand and hands and feet. Look up repenting sinners, and see the sorrowful image of your suffering Lord. Mark him as the ruby drops stand on the thorn crown, and adorn with priceless gems the diadem of the king of misery. Behold the man when all his bones are out of joint, and he is poured out like water, and brought into the dust of death. God hath forsaken him, and hell compasseth them about. Behold and see, was there ever sorrow like unto his sorrow? that is done unto him. All ye that pass by, draw near and look upon this spectacle of grief, unique, unparalleled, a wonder to men and angels, a prodigy unmatched, 
behold the emperor of woe, who had no equal or rival in his agonies. Gaze upon him, ye mourners, for if there be not consolation in a crucified Christ, there is no joy in earth or heaven. If in the ransom price of his blood there be not hope, ye harps of heaven, there is no joy in you, and the right hand of God shall know no pleasure forevermore. We have only to sit more continually at the cross foot, at the cross foot, to be less troubled with our doubts and woes. We have but to see his sorrows and our sorrows, we shall be ashamed to mention. We have but to gaze into his wounds and heal our own. If we would live aright, it must be by the contemplation of his death. If we would rise to dignity, it must by, be by considering his humiliation and his sorrow. Well said, though I didn't read it very well, but thank you. Um, all right, well, that is our show for the day. I hope you have a wonderful day. I would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of God. I hope to see you tomorrow. Um, again, I hope you have some great plans for this weekend, but I would pray that your plans include worshiping with the saints. Um, if they don't change them, we are called to worship God and to worship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. So find a place. Um, I've spoken before. I'll mention them again. Founders Ministry has a very good, very good church finder. Um, Grace to You or uh, Master's Seminary. It's one or the other. Um, also has also has a good one um, of Master's Seminary graduates um, and where you can find them preaching and pastoring at churches. Um, there may be other good ones out there. I don't know, but I know those two are solid and will get you in a, in a solid church. So definitely worship with the saints tomorrow. All right. Well, let's go ahead and close out this more or this today's episode with the seventh day evening prayer. It's called future blessing. Let's pray. O Lord God, there is no blessing we implore, but thou art able to give, hast promised to give, hast given already to countless multitudes, all unworthy and guilty like ourselves. Make us willing to receive the supply of our need from thy bounty. To this end, convince us of sin. Soften our hard hearts to bewail our folly, ingratitude, pride, unbelief, rebellion, corruption. Through the law may we die to the law, then look with wonder, submission, delight to the provision thou hast made for the glory of thy name in the salvation of sinners. Give us a hope that makes us not ashamed, a love that excites to holy obedience, a joy in thee that is our strength, a faith in thy Son who loved us and died for us. May we persevere in duty when not fully conscious of thee, wait upon thee and keep thy way, be humble and earnest suppliance at thy feet, live continually as on the brink of eternity. Let us be at thy disposal for the duties and events of life. Submit our preferences to thy wisdom and will. Resign our enjoyments, if thou shouldst require it, as our absolute proprietor and best friend. In our unworthiness and provocations, make us grateful for the means of grace and the ordinances of religion, and teach us to profit by them more than we have done. Help us to be in the Spirit on the Lord's Day, to enter upon the Sabbath mindful of its solemnities, duties, privileges, setting all things worldly aside while we worship thee. May we know the blessedness of men whose strength is in thee, and is whose, in whose hearts are the highways to heaven. Amen. All right. Well, again, I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. I Again, I would continue to implore you to worship with the saints tonight, tomorrow, whichever, whichever day the church meets. Uh, and again, I hope to see you tomorrow morning. Have a good one. God bless. Music.